Jerry. Good morning, Brother John. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, I'm just well-rested, ready for our Root Tootin' Bro show. Well, the White Sox won yesterday, so you must be feeling good. Well, yeah, that, that game was too long. Oh, brutal. Wasn't that bad? Four hours, what? four hours. Yeah, well, a lot of pitchers got changed. They were playing. They they were not playing baseball. They were bullpenning. In addition to the fact it was ugly, it, it was a little bit that way. But I enjoy the new rules. I like it when they go into extra innings. They they start out the yeah. inning with a guy on base, don't they? Second base. Yeah. Now I had a question for you. How do they choose that guy? He is actually the last guy that batted the inning before. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, that is a bizarre rule, though. Yeah, I know. Don't ask me to explain why. <laughs> okay, I will not ask you to explain why. We'll get. We'll save that for another time. Hey, so uh, what T-shirt are you wearing today? I am wearing the lizard shirt. Season of the lizard. I figured I pretty well came up with the lizard story. I better be wearing the shirt. That's my motto. Okay, I like your approach, and it just so happens. And what are you wearing? I am also wearing the lizard T-shirt. Probably we got we got we got got the lizard shirt covered, or maybe we're covered with the lizard shirt. One way or the other, we got it. I'm so confused about who I am and what I am after watching the movie that is part of our two takes. Hey, come on, be careful! Spoiler alerts. Oh man. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to have words about that. So anyway, yeah, our sponsor, we are going to have some harsh words. Our sponsor this week is the Horned Lizard Conservation Society. And the lizard t-shirt features a horned lizard on it. And they I'll sell what, the t-shirt. Mm, they, so these guys t-shirt. do it right. Yeah, they do. This How do they do it right? Does it very How well. They do, they it, do right. it so good because you see... They use volunteers <laughs> to study what's going to keep these lizards on Earth because they are a little, they're not extinct, but they're slightly endangered. They're and they need dry turf and they're just, everybody's, these guys are really with the program. So you got a lot of academics, you got people that are just lizard uh, advocates, lizard enthusiasts. Uh, I don't know. They got lizards covered. And you know what's so good about this? What? It's all volunteer. Which oh, wow. means they don't waste their money on accountants and bean counters to push numbers. Oh, you know? that's you, John. That's what you do for nonprofits. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how you've made your money. That's how I've made for my years. money for well over 30 years. Wow. Well, that's quite an indictment against your profession. But I, myself, you keep working, and I know you are honest and able. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I need something to do besides baseball, and that's what keeps me going. All right. So, anyway, and of course, want the show. The show. Speaking of which, if you want to get one of, if you want to get a horned lizard T-shirt, of course, you can't get one like us because we made our horned lizard T-shirts we're custom. Special. Because we are not special, but oh, excuse me. Yes. In any case, you can buy a horned lizard T-shirt at the Horned Lizard mm-hmm. Conservation Society. Website, and there's a link for it in the show notes. Enjoy yourself. 
What do you got, John? Lizard watch. Well, you know what? We, we've got a we, we got a lizard. We do these lizard stories every week, and yeah, you know we, we could we could we could make this real simple because we know from the beginning of story we had on lizards, there's over six thousand specimens species yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. So that means that we could easily cover these stories with a different type of lizard, but we like to shake it up a little bit, change it. And yeah. we have a fallback position we've taken with uh, other animals, such as the ox, where we can go with fables, like Aesop's fables, and come up yeah. with a good lizard story. Yeah. So that's we what did we've it. done this week. Yeah. And we Which got the two it? lizards. And it's basically a little story about two lizards feeling sorry for themselves, just kind of hanging low to the ground, feeling low, looking at themselves in the mirror, realizing they're not going to win a beauty contest. And then all of a sudden, prancing in their, in their midst is a beautiful, graceful deer. And they yeah, say, stag, actually, a stag. That's called a stag, excuse me, a male deer. Yes. One with the horns the whole bit. Oh, yeah. So they're admiring this, and one of them says to the other, oh, to be a deer, look how beautiful that animal is. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes a six-pack six of hounds. Uh, <laughs> a six-pack of hounds? Yeah, six-pack. You know, like a pack of hounds, but when it's six, you can say six-pack, can't you? Okay. It's a pack of hounds, and there's six of them. It's a six-pack. And all of a sudden, they maul this beautiful beast, and it's crumbling to the ground. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the other lizard looks at the one that was admiring the lizard, the, the deer and says, Oh, uh, be careful what you wish for. And that's our fable. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is like many fables and parables and what have you. They're intended for crowd control. And this oh. keeps, yeah, this keeps people from aspiring to anything above their station. I didn't know that, but that's very interesting. I thought this was, uh, actually, I did a little Aesop uh, research and found out that he was just a a, a bum that would tell stories <laughs> on the street <laughs> in Greece. <laughs> well, he took his own advice, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He didn't want to become a so stag. So he just, uh, you know, probably didn't make much. But boy, they, uh, the people that have taken his fables have gone to the bank. I mean, with different yeah. versions, this yeah. and that, and whatever. Yeah. Oh, well. Richard fairy tales. Remember that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and on Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, yep. Well. Yep. It's one of those Saturdays. Okay. Oh boy. Hey, what a great lizard story, John. I yeah I, you know, it's good. It's not great, but it's good, and that's what we need. We need good. Yeah, great is the enemy of good. Yeah, I mean, great is at least the expectations that are unfulfilled. We just stick with good. Yes, that's how we roll. Speaking (laughs) of good, I've got a good word. Hey, this word, I don't know. I just kept running into it uh, because I've got a client that is basically uh, is working with a author to, to get this book out called Wild Visions. And throughout the 100, and, 100 pages of emails going back and forth, it's taken them a while to find a publisher. They finally found Yale University Press. Yeah. Uh, and they still haven't gotten the book out. So I'm, I'm, I'm not holding my breath waiting for it. But in, throughout it, there's a grant 
that was provided to the author. Actually, we're holding the money until he gets this damn book out on the street. And he refers to it as a subvention. Subvention. Yeah. Yeah. It's a grant of money as by a government, nonprofit organization, some authoritative body, and given an aid or support of some institution or person, especially connected with science and the arts. So in my situation, it's an environmental book, a fairly well-known uh, environmental author from the University of Arizona, and actually Arizona State. So mm. that's how I got this word. It was just in. The, I just kept seeing it and saying, "What are they talking about?" And then looked yeah. it up and aha! So you got a little sentence there you gave us, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Here's the example: all railway lines of public service and those which receive a subvention must provide two wires for government use. Ah, telegraph. Very wires. good. Yeah. So here, I had a thought about this, John. Hmm. Here's what I think it is. There's subsidies. People are familiar with those, right? Yeah. And there's interventions. Ah. Right? Like in the 12 step yeah. program. Yeah, you've got to stop eating peanuts, John. You know, kind of like that intervention. <laughs> so, if you, if you combine the two, intervention, subsidy, you get a subvention. So, I think a subvention occurs rather than at the beginning of an undertaking, in the middle or at the end? Well, I, I, I looked at it, sub, uh, you know, you come with a variety of things like the underpinning of the financing for something or sub-invention, sort of like coming out of nowhere, invention is kind of arriving. So it's like money at the door. I don't know. There's uh, So, yeah, I think we could kind of look at this word in yeah. this etymology, well, and we probably have come up with two more, two more uh, sources. For it. Yeah, yeah, the vein of, <laughs> what is it, Wenny, you know, I, I come, like Wenny, Wenny, Wiki, you know, yeah, we, Latin. We, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, that's the old arrived, I, I came Yeah, so I conquered. So, you're right, you're right, it, it, maybe it arrives under the table. So yeah, our, I was thinking that there might be something subversive about it. Like mm. subrosa. <laughs> so now we're getting back to uh, Chicago politics, right, the alderman and yeah. all that? Yeah, yeah, okay. all that slippery stuff. Ooh, be careful. Okay, I'm, I'm getting a little creeped out by this word now. Yeah, creep. I mean, this is there's there's a lot of creepiness in this show today. Yeah, speaking of creepy, I can't believe we're doing this, but oh dear, uh, we uh, well not we. I, I've got to take. I have got to take total right responsibility okay, for bringing this, this subject good. up. This, this is where John uh, I came takes up, responsibility I came, by I blaming someone else. It's called. Uh, it's called the. The creation of the hemorrhoids. I mean, uh, oh. humanoids. Uh, well, I, I said that because I knew somewhere along the line you're going to say this movie's a pain in the ass. So I just got that out. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> John, you and, oh. I, and that should have been in the groaners, right? <laughs> that should have not been in the show. Good thing I know the guy who does the editing. So the thing is that I watched this movie made in 1962 called The Creature of the Humanoids. The creation, the creation, the creation of the humanoids. I'm having a little trouble with the humanoids. I can't get past saying. Are you a humanoid? Are you really, John? Did something happen to my brother? Yeah, I know. I've been called a, a Martian before, so a humanoid might be a step up. I don't know. Okay, all right, let's find out. <laughs> but what happened was that there's a local uh, 
TV horror host uh, show by a guy named Sven Gulli. And he put, it's like a creature feature, B-movies, uh, mostly science fiction and horror, universal picture stuff. You know, yeah. all the good stuff that we enjoyed when we were kids, they have on this show, and they had this movie. And to me, it was just, first thing, it's on a shoestring budget, which is you can see the, the biggest set a prop is our drapes. Wait a minute, wait a minute, you know. Oh, this this movie will. Oh, I have well, tried to watch the movie twice, and, and in fact, you fell here. asleep twice during the movies too. No, well, the movie. didn't you? Yeah, at least once. Let's let's not overstate it. But okay, but I think there's a couple things to be noted here. Uh, number one, the the best the, the talent lies on the uh, on the other side. It's not in front of the camera. It's behind the camera. Way behind the camera. <laughs> Yeah, I'll way, way back. Yeah. It, 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 it took the Wayback Machine, and, and the 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 humanoids are. <laughs> how would you describe their their makeup? Or they look like uh, they've got eyes that are silver, and they had special yeah. contact lenses made for them. Yeah, and very uncomfortable contact lenses. Yeah, this was so 1962. Fellow, you know. 62. This movie, the, the Makeup Man is like a go-to makeup guy from Universal Pictures who did the original Frankenstein. So you can yes, imagine that was made and in the 30s. Wolfman. This is Wolfman, Wolf. all those things. Yeah. And that guy did it, and he's here 30 years later doing this. So he's like on the uh, the wrong side of 70 when he's doing this stuff. In yeah. addition to the fact they got a pretty good cinematographer. Usually at this time, if you saw a movie like this, 1962, it would be made in black and white. But this one is made in color. Kinda. And so, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so where 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 is the story going? Well, the story Nowhere. lies in the fact that there is a an atomic war, and it yeah. takes all of what forty eight hours, and before you know it, uh, ninety two or ninety plus percent of the uh, of the po- human population is Kapui. Yeah. And so you're left with a bunch of misfits and people that are unable to reproduce most. Well, some of them can, but they clearly see that they do not have the body count they need in order to continue on in Earth as what they know it. So what they do is before this whole atomic thing took place, they were starting to do a pretty good job of creating robots. Yeah. So they figure, let's bring back the robots and have them do all the work. And all of a sudden, the robots start to evolve, and we sense that there's maybe a little bit too much artificial intelligence being used in order yeah. for these robots. And then they get to the point where, and they, what's the cool theme to me is they've got this thing called the Order of Flesh and Blood, yes, which they is do. a group that's against the robots. And I don't know if you happen to notice the caps that those guys were wearing. Civil War caps. I know. They, not only Civil War, they were Confederate Civil War caps. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. And so they yes, they were. Yeah, so <laughs> they, they, I mean, they dug deep in the in the costume yeah. room and came up yeah, and dusted did. off these old Civil War hats, and that's yeah, what they used they had in the derogatory name. movie. They had a derogatory oh. name for robots? Yeah, clickers. Yeah. So it's like it, it, you could see that it, it had all these elements uh, of racial tension to it. Yeah. And then you've got like uh, artificial intelligence taking over and we don't want to go too far with explaining it because it's got a great zinger for a zinger twist at the end of it. 
But what happened? Uh, great, is that, great, John. Uh, oh, that's right. We don't use that word anymore. Good. I could, Thank I you for not, correcting me. You've got, well, look, it's self-correcting. <laughs> you can't watch this movie and use that word, right? I, okay, you're right. I, I, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, actually, when you take a look at the cast, they 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 really what they did is they they went to the. Uh, they actually got one of the guys from that was very popular in the Ed Wood movies, and he was featured in Planet Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> That's, That's one probably of the, worst the best made. That's probably the, the the most notable person in their cast. So don't look for any <sighs> names, character actors, this or that. That's oh. the best you're going to do with respect Other than to the, the makeup cast. guy. Other than the makeup, the person. makeup guy and the cinematographer. The cinematographer, a guy named Harold. Moore actually won some Academy Awards for cinematography. So, you know, the, not the, for this, this one. But again, he was a little long on the tooth. He's well past 70 years old. I mean, they dusted these guys off and said, go to work. Uh, wow. So, yeah, that, that's, but uh, l- let me just say that I think one of the reasons I like the movie, and perhaps you weren't as in favorite as I was, is because I had the pleasure and the honor of watching it as part of the Svengoolie show which well, is the okay. local you know it's local it's gone it's gone actually national about 20 years ago me tv mm-hmm. memorable television uh cable channel took over and now it's all over the, it's over the country and that made a difference because i didn't i had two things going for me i didn't have to watch it continuously because the commercials and also because of the skits that spengoolie would do during the, yeah. during the show during the movie, so I have to admit that Sven Gulli or someone like him breaking up the movie into smaller pieces might, <laughs> yeah, be, I might, might be beneficial. <laughs> yeah, well, it's harmful. I, I did catch up. So you told me about Sven Gulli, and I found all of Sven Gulli's bits that he did during this movie on YouTube. So Very this morning, good. before the show, I watched all of Sven Gulli's commentary. On this show, the general consensus was from Sven Gulli that this movie was a talkie without being a movie. <laughs> it's just almost all dialogue well, and no action. The, the, actually, the thing is, the acting has been described as somewhere between stoic and wooden. Uh, it, it's, and, but, but keep in mind, we're talking about we're talking about robots here. You're not going to find for the, one robot that's ever won an Academy Award. Okay. 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 Don't get excited. But I have to point out that the actors were a lot like robots too. In yeah, the, way they the acted. ones that were supposed to be the, the humans. Uh, yeah. 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 The humans were, and but I, I think the favorite part was the woman who basically married a humanoid. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the woman that was in love with, uh, with what's his name? Lux or Lux? Yeah, Lux. It's like, you know, Lux, peel me a grape, you know, kind of guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, when the other humans cut out, boy, he was right. He was, he's pretty affectionate. I mean, not in a physical way, but he was very sympathetic toward his master, mistress, rather. Yeah, that was a really cool relationship. And so <laughs> really? there's a little, there's a little, what I would call sordid romance in this movie. Uh, so, yeah, and there's, there's another, you know, there's the, the head of the, of the uh, Order of the Flesh and Blood is, uh, falls in love with the, with the, wait, a but woman. his name is, is Gregus, as I recall. Gregus, yeah, Gregus. What a weird And name. then, of course, there's the mad scientist, Dr. Raven, 
yeah. he's responsible for. He, he basically perfects a process whereby uh, uh, he was you're spoiling. To, yeah, you're right. So let's just let's just say he's capable of doing a thalamic. Thalam, what is it called? Thalamic. Thalamic, uh, thalamic yeah. transplant. So we're going to leave yeah. it at there. I've said too much already. You have. Um, and Don't want to spoil this masterpiece for someone watching it. <laughs> God, John, this is, a, this is not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's the second worst movie I've ever okay. seen. Okay. Well, we don't want to hear. We'll, we'll save the worst for another show, okay? You know what? You know what makes a movie like this watchable is watching it in a group or watching Yeah, it. that way you can kind of make the snarky comments. You can have a lot of fun. This would be a great sleepover movie. And you could, you know, do each other's nails or whatever, you know, or, you know, just play tricks on each other or just BS while yeah, the you could, going this, on. This could be like background music in a way, you know? In uh, a way. It, it'd be good for a laugh. Now, if you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, this might be fairly amusing. In fact, uh, that may be the mistake I made. See, what you're doing is you're talking too much about the movie, and you should be talking about Sven, my buddy Sven. Okay, Sven Gulli. He's a guy, Sven Gulli. My favorite part of it, first thing is, we need to make it clear that he is a, somewhat serious. This guy is dressed up, he's Sven Gulli, so he's you know got to have the ghoulish makeup Looks on. Looks like a ghoul, got, yeah. Yeah, and he's got a high hat, and he's got like almost like a tuxedo coat. And yeah. the, the, what I like about it is he gives deets about the movie. So that if was, you want to know that anything about some, yeah. That, so if you're really interested in the background of the movie, and I mean very good detailed stuff that you just takes it a little bit beyond what you might find in IMDb or Wikipedia. The other thing is he always does a musical parody. He's got a musician. He's got a, a, a piano yeah, accomplice by the name of yeah. Doug Graves. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> And I, I was looking at. Uh, uh, by the way, this 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 show has got met the test of time. It's been on for over forty years. Okay. Yeah, he's so a it's not exactly like a fly by night. And many of these shows, you can, you look at. Every city's had them. Every major market's had. You know, there. In fact, I looked up the one that was in St. Louis in the seventies was called Baron von Crypt. Or you could go Sinister Simon or Vampire or Elvira, the ones in L.A. Every city's got them, but this one has met the test of time. And the best part of it is the music parodies. I'll give you an example of a title. Hit the road, Drac. <laughs> wow. Now, I did listen to the... I, as I said, I listened to every minute. So what did you think Second. of the music parody? It was excellent, actually. Yeah. See, yeah. There, there, yeah. There's some... There's something to be said here about it. So, um, you know, I felt what I felt like was I this movie was stunning in how mediocre it was. And I felt like Sven agreed with me. That's what I liked about it. Yep. If you're if so, you're in there in the if you're in Sven's court, you're in the right place. OK, I was just checking That's all I can that. say. And uh, well, John, yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know, according to you, this is a movie to treasure. <laughs> According to me, this is a movie to trash. Well, I'll tell you, I embraced this movie, and I did. And unfortunately, I didn't consider all the factors when I just, you know, the the good news about this movie is it's it's easily available to watch. It's on YouTube. I think it's a public domain. (laughs) It should be if it isn't. If you pay to watch this movie, you may you got ripped off. 
So the good news yeah. is you can watch it for free. It's easily accessible. And that's the bad news. It's easily accessible. So you could too easily it. accessible. Too, e- yeah. too easily. <laughs> God, God. This, I can't believe we did, reviewed this movie, but we did. And we got and, through it, too. Yeah. And we weren't at each other's throats like we were during the week talking about it. I mean, some of the... Some of the the text messages you gave back to me were about trollic uh, in terms of the acid I could feel dripping off the words. Uh, You you made me feel pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I felt, you know, I felt myself getting dumber and dumber the longer I watched this. I would by the end of it, I was just like a brainstem. It was it was terrible feeling. So I I recommend it. I got a feeling you don't. That's about it. That's correct. Let's have some groaners. Okay, listen, I've got two juicy groaners provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach. And by the way, I did have to, I had a fallback position, had to use an alternative research, uh, resource. Uh, my live-in lady, uh, who I can't name, uh, because if I do, I'll wake her up. She provided me with one of mine. So okay. I just wanted to point that out. Okay, let's start. Here's the first one. And this is, yeah, this is, why did the penguin, what, no, excuse me, what did the penguin wear to the prom? What did the penguin wear to the prom? Tuxedo. Close. Nothing. Because he already looks like he's wearing a tuxedo. (laughs) Well, after watching watching, uh, the creation of the humanoids, I actually find that to be very clever. Clever. uh, Yeah, that's good. That's a witty. That's very witty. Yes. Yeah. Okay, number two. What do you call a walking mosquito? What do you call a walking mosquito? Hold on. Oh, I don't know. An itch hiker. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That one's reaching. Yeah, that was one from Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. The, the first one I gave you. <laughs> the first one I gave you was out. from, well, you know who. Yeah, yeah, your girlfriend. So. Your living girlfriend. All good. What can I I'm do? okay, John, in case you're worried you about You survived me. the movie. You're going to be fine. 